Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, pull up a chair and put down your chips. It's time for Tabletop Roulette. Today's game is... Masks, A New Generation, a superhero tabletop role-playing game full of action, youthful angst, and dazzling bravery. You can call me Andy because that's my name, I use he him pronouns, and I will be your GM. Hi, I'm Alice Kira. My pronouns are she, her, and Faye Fair, and I play anything you can do, I can do better. The Doomed. You can find me on Twitter, at MagicalGirlKira. Hi, my name is James Malloy. My pronouns are he, him, and I play Forgefire, the newborn. You can find me on Twitter at AndTheMeltdowns or on the Protean City podcast. Hey, I'm Ara. My pronouns are currently she, her, and I play Odyssey slash Nico, the nomad. Our first panel opens on a shot of Pinnacle City's downtown traffic, as expected on an average mid-afternoon Sorry, midweek afternoon in downtown Pinnacle City. Traffic is congested. We see several cars and vehicles of various sizes, bumper to bumper. And all of a sudden, the ground starts to quake. A rift starts opening up in the middle of the road. And one of the buses that is stuck in traffic starts falling into this large pit. From inside of the pit, we see a head start coming up. Not a human head, though, as the concrete and cement and earth start sort of coalescing into the head of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And this gigantic dinosaur pulls itself up out of the pit. We get an editor's note that introduces us to Subterraneous Rex. And then we cut over to our heroes. First off, Nico, or Odyssey. It's been a couple of months since we've seen you. Has anything in your appearance changed in that time? Um, I imagine he got something slightly more practical, like a, a vest instead of just the jacket um, with a lot of pockets so he doesn't have to carry the bag. Tighter pants. Uh, and boots and set of shoes. Uh, and he has upgraded the gauntlet, so it's no longer a gauntlet. It kind of molds into the cybernetics that he already had. All right. And for people that are just now joining us on this issue, do you want to give us just like a brief physical description of what Odyssey looks like overall? Um, he is a... Uh, tan-skinned Brazilian boy with black hair. He usually has uh, a pair of very high-tech uh, glasses. He usually leaves them on top of his head. When he takes them down, um, he can contact an AI. Uh, so they're not exactly sunglasses. Told you what he was wearing. He's fairly tall, looks really athletic. Um, yeah. All right. And one last question. What sort of super cool vehicle has Shell provided to you and your team to get around Pinnacle City? Hmm. Didn't think about this. No one gave me this. Is this like something that we have to use to transport people back to Shell or is this something that's fast? I'll leave it up to you, whichever you think is cooler. Well, it's got to be hoverboards, right? Going hoverboards? That would be the best option in my mind. Okay. Are we talking like Back to the Future style hoverboards or? Yeah. Or like the Johnny Quest reboot hoverboards? <laughs> oh uh, they Guide can... surfers. <laughs> the idea is just to give you the most maneuverability because it is a very big metropolis and you have to be able to get everywhere quickly. So it can actually fly. All right. In that case, flanking odyssey would be his two teammates alice would you like to tell us what we see in the panel focusing on your character 
Yeah. You see a um, young girl, like 16, 17, who's based on the description I've been given for her uh, uncle. I think she probably looks kind of like the um, reboot of, oh, my brain, Tomb Raider, uh, Lara Croft from the new Tomb Raider games, but with just a big streak of purple in her hair, because why the hell not? I live on my own now. Uh, what are like Shell's official colors for uniforms? I haven't really established any. I'd assume it's probably very like neutral colors. Uh Probably just like dark gray and black type of deal. I thought they were blue because they had blue bomber. Uh, blue bomber was uh, part of BB tech. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair. Oh, that explains the BB. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's wearing like a full body black and gray superhero spandex kind of thing. It's a material that's made to be durable and reshapable which is handy for her powers. And then over that, so she doesn't feel naked, she has like a pair of shorts and a jean jacket. Love it. And then our little editor's panel that tells us her name, her powers, and just like a brief summation of who she is. What would it say inside of that box? Uh, It probably says Alexa, and then her last name is blacked out because that's classified. Uh, Her hero name is anything you can do, I can do better. Uh, Her powers are primarily super speed, super strength, body transmutation. Uh, But there's like an asterisk next to that that says technically all of them. She might explode. We're not sure. Love it. And last question. Have you tricked out your hoverboard at all? Um, Yeah, I think not like immensely, but I have just slapped every sticker I get my hands on onto it. So it's probably got like a big Corn Fanta sticker Stuff like that. <laughs> Definitely a trans pride flag. Is it a trans pride sticker or have you like repainted the actual board? Oh, I definitely think she like snuck into the garage to repaint it trans pride on the bottom so that when she does a sick trick, it shows off. <laughs> Fantastic. And our next panel, James, would you like to introduce your character? Tell us what we see and what's in his editor's box. Sure. Uh, so Forge Fire is a sort of strange looking, maybe 17 year old boy. Um, he is uh, very uh, triangle shaped. He's very like kind of wide shoulders, but narrow hips and, and has probably skipped leg day every time um, or probably doesn't work out because he's not exactly human. Um, his his like the thing that is like that jumps out, I think, is that immediately his skin is this like uh it's a it's a it's like a gray white marble color and and looks like stone he doesn't really like he has i don't think he has any hair uh and he doesn't really have any wrinkles like in the normal places where humans would have um wrinkles or creases in their skin like on their hands and their neck like it's just he's totally smooth uh all over um his eyes are like this bright fiery red um and they look like cut gems um instead of eyeballs um and he's in this like bright red jumpsuit um he is probably standing on this hoverboard like he doesn't look like he's he's not like bracing himself for uh moving quickly or like like most people when they're riding a skateboard or a hoverboard kind of have this like a little bit of a wary like they hold their arms out to like help balance themselves i think he's not doing any of that he's just sort of moving along and his hands and his uh upper arms which are sort of exposed are glowing a little bit red like they kind of like someone is heated up the stone a little bit and his little editor's box would just uh, explain that this is forge fire he has he has extreme strength and um and and durability and he can control the temperature of his body uh, to a to a very sort of like fiery degree he doesn't have another name he's just forge fire there's no he doesn't have a secret identity he is full-on superhero all the time fantastic and is your hoverboard altered in any way from its standard form? Probably not. Um, it's probably like straight out of the box. If there is an even more default version than the like the regular version that 
everyone else's shell uses, he's probably using that one. I don't think he would he wouldn't he would be like less than interested in in customizing it. All right. And since I didn't give you a chance to answer, uh, Odyssey, are you rolling with the standard hoverboard or have you customized yours? Uh, he's absolutely upgraded it so that it can either fly faster. If he, can, if he has any way of installing weapons on it, he's done so. And obviously all kinds of like stickers and paint on it, uh, probably uh, making it green and Obviously, uh, by flag also on the bottom because why not? Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. So you all are heading on this mission as directed by your superiors in Shell to take down subterraneous wrecks. Uh, what's going on? How are you all approaching this? There is a bus falling into a pit. Several other cars are likely to go in if that pit expands. And there is a large T-Rex made of earth, concrete, and stone emerging from said pit and looking angry about generally everything. What are y'all doing? Uh, can I open a rift um, from the bus to myself so I can run in there and attempt to get some people out? Okay, so you want to go into the bus? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and unleash your powers for me? And are you saying anything to your team as you do this? Or are you just kind of going? I'll just say, I'm going to get them out and then open the rift. And we're rolling, freak. Uh, roll a nine. Okay. On a seven to nine, you can either mark a condition or the effect will be unstable or temporary. I'll take unstable or temporary. Just keep it interesting. All right. Uh, since it's been a little while and you've been through some upgrades, what does it look like? Does it look any different as you open up rifts now? Oh, absolutely. Um, he used to have the gauntlet, which would um, essentially be the direct focus for it. Now it's like you can see the tattoos, which go from uh, his hand all the way up to the side of his face. You can see them light up and then the rift just kind of appears as opposed to the way it used to look, which was like shooting out of his hand. So it looks more like a power than it did before. All right. As that is happening, you, like, teleport yourself inside of this bus. Are you taking the hoverboard with you, or do you go just as sort of yourself? Um, yeah, I'll take the board with me. Why not? Okay. And how are you going about, like, getting people off of the bus? Um, well, when the rift opens, he intends to leave it open so that he can bring people back to where he was. And he's just gonna, all right, everyone, you have to get in. We're going to get out of here. You're going to be safe. It'll be fine. You know, Shell is here to help you start trying to calm people down and direct them towards the rift. Okay. You teleport in and like people start moving in your direction, especially once you say that Shell is helping them out. Mm-hmm. You do feel that the bus has started, like, lurching forward into the pit, though. Mm -hmm. And as you feel the sort of gravity shifting underneath you, you see there is a woman that is towards what used to be the back of the bus, but mm -hmm. as it tips forward, is becoming the top of the bus. And she grabs hold of, like, the back of the bench seat to stop from falling mm -hmm. and just, like, screams out in terror. And before we get to what you want to do about that, I want to cut back to Alexa and Forgefire. What are the two of you doing as you approach this chaotic scene and your sort of leader teleports off uh i'm going to jump off of my hoverboard and punch subterraneous rex back into the ground okay that is directly engaging a threat if i've ever heard of it <laughs> cool <laughs> i got a six <laughs> Okay, uh, describe for me how, like, what is your, what's it look like on the panel as you were attempting to fly through the air and punch this giant dinosaur? Very dramatic hero pose, one arm pulled way back as I fly down and just give a big ol' haymaker to this giant dinosaur. Yeah, you bring your fist down into him. And, like, you feel it connect solidly, 
But this dinosaur just looks at you. Your punch does not seem to have affected him. And he, like, you don't, do you have, like, a way to fly or anything? Or do you just, like, fall to the ground after? Uh, What happens after your fist connects? I was kind of aiming for, like, the top of the head. So I might just be on top of the dinosaur now. Okay. So, yeah, I think, like, you land on top of him. You don't seem to have affected his stony exterior at all, but you do Mm -hmm. hear him, like, roar out and start sort of, like, thrashing his head around. You're able to stay on top of him, but it's probably not going to be for long unless you can find some way to sort of, like, gain purchase or a foothold on him. What's going on with Forge Fire as you see one teammate teleport away and another uh, attempt to punch this dinosaur but not do much with it? I think that, like, there's a moment where Forge Fire turns to have a conversation uh, with uh, Alexa to sort of coordinate what they're going to do because they've been abandoned a little bit. And that's exactly the moment where she jumps off of her, her hoverboard and Forge Fire kind of watches her fall onto the top of this dinosaur um, and just steps off of the board himself. I don't know how high up they were they're hovering, but um, he's just like steps off onto the ground uh, in front of the in, in, not not on top of the dinosaur, but in front of uh, or planning to land and end up in front of the dinosaur and kind of just stands in front of this 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 giant dinosaur as it's as it's like tossing its head around and points to it with one sort of like uh start like his one hand which is starting to kind of glow a hotter red and just sort of yells up at it i am forge fire uh i have been sent by the fires of creation to destroy all evil shell has told me that you are evil do you choose to to today to continue to do evil or will you surrender i think as you give this not really monologue, but as you give this little <laughs> mini speech to Subterraneous Rex, it lets out a very dinosaur-like roar. And Alexa, from the back of Subterraneous Rex, you hear a voice. And this voice says, <laughs> So they sent heroes in to try to bring us down. Oh, Shell's never gonna get old, are they? As you look down the spine of this cement T-Rex, you see there is a uh, person standing on its back. This person has strings that come out from her fingers, and she's wearing very much like an old school, like a, almost like a 50s housewife kind of dress with like a big cartoonish bow in her hair. She also has like attached to her back is I don't know how to describe this without just saying what it is, but like handles two pieces of wood like crisscrossed across each other like a marionette handle thing. Yes, because this is the villain known as marionette. Which is M-A-R-Y space (laughs) A-N-N-E-T-T-E. I love it. As this is going on, she like yanks one of her hands with the strings. And you feel uh, subterraneous wrecks underneath you start bucking harder. What would you like to do? Cool. Um, I think like I'm watching her and I feel subterraneous wrecks start to buck around a bit. So I'm going to drop down from standing to like one knee and put my hand on the like you said he's made out of like concrete it's like an amalgamation of like concrete and mud and earth and mm-hmm. like asphalt a uh, very patchwork frankenstein style coloring cool. is there like a piece of rebar or something oh yeah for sure Hell yeah. So I'm going to grab the rebar and then using my body transmutation, I'm going to just copy this rebar material all over my, it's going to like flow up my arm and cover over my skin. Give me a nice new metal plating. And then I'm going to launch myself at Marionette because she's obviously the problem here. (laughs) I'm assuming once you get to her, you're going to be doing uh, fighty things. Yeah, I'm just set to punch right now. All right, you want to uh, roll to directly engage a threat for me? I would I would love to. That's an 11. That's much better. 
Uh, go ahead and pick two off of the direct engage list. Hell yeah. I would like to, I think I want to create an opportunity for my allies and I want to take something from them. I want to like, like grab some of the strings she's holding and just snap them. Okay, that definitely works. Uh, what kind of opportunity are you thinking here? Did you have something in particular in mind? I'm hoping this will like calm Subterraneous Rex enough that uh, Odyssey can complete the evacuation thing that he went to do. Because then maybe my teammates can actually come up here and help me fight the supervillain. You punch Marionette in the gut with your rebar arm, and she goes like sliding down the back towards the tail of a subterraneous Rex. And then I want to cut inside the bus again to Odyssey. Uh, This bus is starting to take a tumble, and you've got people on the opposite side of the bus from you. Uh, What you doing in there? I'm going to attempt to climb up to them and wait for the bus to tip just enough so that I can just slide them down. So it's like sliding people down the middle. Okay, roll to defend someone for me. Oh boy, I forgot I'm not good at that one. I believe in you. You shouldn't, I got a three. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, I believe in Shell too. I make bad decisions. (laughs) Okay, so this bus does indeed start tipping, and all of a sudden you feel it's like front is face down towards the ground. It's at like a 90 degree angle to the street that it was just driving on. And this woman starts sliding down the floor of the bus that is now, I guess, sort of like a wall. Mm -hmm. And Odyssey, as you see her sliding down, we get a flashback panel as you remember the Baxter building Oh no. As explosions were going off underneath you, and that giant skyscraper started to tip, and the gravity shifted just like it is right now. And I'm gonna ask you to take a powerful blow there. Oh no, he's got PTSD. Uh oh god, that's not good. I rolled a 15. Oh, that's not good. No, it's not. Would you like to pick one from the very bad list or two from the not as bad list? Let's also keep it interesting. Lose control of yourself or your powers. Hell yeah. (laughs) He's got new body mods. The PTSD does not work very well with that. Okay, let's see. So, did you have anything in particular in mind for what these new body mods are? He wanted something offensive just because he felt like he didn't have that. So he uh, added extra agility and strength, but nothing like superhuman other than basic uh enhancements for himself and then obviously the the uh the rift so i think what happens is as this woman is sliding down the floor of this bus Mm -hmm. you manage to snap yourself back into your normal headspace in time to reach out and grab her Mm mm-hmm You grab her by the arm, and you hear just, like, a loud pop come from her shoulder. Oh, no. You have a hold of her, but she, like, cries out in pain. You hear a voice in your head. The voice of the Blue Bomber, who says, Herrera, what the hell do you think you're doing? Focus on the threat. Take down the dinosaur. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. The citizens will be fine. Your worry should be on the giant stone threat. And then I want to cut back to Forge Fire to (laughs) find out what's going on with him. So this dinosaur has not responded to me, right? It's just like roared. Yeah, not really. It does seem like it started to calm down slightly, Mm. but in the way that like it's not actively going to try to kill you just yet but it's still a giant stone dinosaur um and and also um anything you can do i can do better has disappeared off of its head from like down i think she went down its back right so i can't see her anymore no. so i think that there's like one panel of forgefire looking around for a moment to see if he can find anyone who speaks dinosaur because he does not. Um, but seeing that this dinosaur has not really stopped rampaging, he is going to take that as a no. 
It is not surrendering. And so I would like to, he like starts to just like walk forward towards it. Now, like both of his, his hands and uh, forearms glowing that kind of like embery, uh, like hot marble red. And I'm just going to try to get under it and grab the, it's, it's, it's legs and kind of like pull its legs out from under it to topple it over. I'm thinking that's probably directly engaging a threat. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, I think so. Roll to sweep the dinosaur's leg. (laughs) That is a hit. I rolled an eight. All right. On an eight, you get to choose one from the list. Okay. I would like to take something from them. Uh, I think that what I'm trying to take is the dinosaur's footing. Okay. So let me ask, are you trying to just sort of like destabilize it? Or do you want to take it like all the way down onto its... Like, take it off its feet entirely. My goal was to take it off its feet entirely. If that's too much for for one roll, I'll understand. I'll say uh, mission accomplished, but, like, as you grab its leg and, like, pull it out from underneath of it, you don't account for the fact that this multi-story dinosaur made of concrete and stone is falling on top of you. Oh, yeah. And... I'm going to ask you to uh, take a powerful blow for me as well there, please. All right. Ah, I rolled a three. All right. So how does Forge Fire come out of this uh, unscathed? Um, well, first of all, I think the dinosaur topples over onto him uh, and he is just like straight up pinned <laughs> underneath it for a moment. He just takes the full weight of this dinosaur uh, and it pushes him over backwards. And then we probably see like a couple panels of the dinosaur lying on its side. And then there's part of the not the dinosaur, but the asphalt like of the, the road starts to like uh glow uh like a or it starts to like become a little bit more liquidy and then you can and then there's like one hand like hot glowing hand as he pulls him like he's digging through the road to pull himself out um and he's a little bit scuffed up but um not too much worse for the wear all right anything you can do i can do better you feel as this dinosaur that you were on top of starts toppling over what are you doing as you've started battling marionette on top of it all right that's fun um i think as the dinosaur starts falling over i'm going to try and tackle marionette off of the how far up are we I'm not overly familiar with dinosaur sizes, but you were one T-Rex's back off of the ground. Probably like a good 20 feet, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, decidedly pain distance. I know that much. They're like 12 to 20 feet tall. Um, so we're, we're only about 15 feet up, so that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, so I'll tackle Marionette off of the dinosaur and like twist midair so that my back hits the ground because I'm super strong. I can take this. It's fine. Yeah, I think like she's pulling herself up from being punched in the gut with the rebar. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she's much of a threat to directly engage. I feel like this would be unleashing your powers to like not be injured in the fall, if that okay. makes sense. So it's not defending her, it's unleashing. Because if only. you if you want to say that your main goal is to defend her, I would accept that too. It kind of depends on like what your intent is here. Yeah, I think if it was just the dinosaur topping over and I was on it, I wouldn't worry too much about falling to the ground. I think mostly it's trying to keep her from getting hurt because she seems fragile. I mean, just All one right. punch from a rewire fist and she crumbled. That's <laughs> yeah. I got an 11. I'm doing great. Rad. So On a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. Add a team to the pool, take influence over her, or clear a condition. Cool, I have influence over Marionette now. <laughs> Alright, so the two of you smack down hard into the ground as this dinosaur topples. You manage to protect both her and yourself, but... You see as this dinosaur topples down on top of your teammate Forge Fire, Marionette like pulls herself out of your grasp and looks at you and says, The hell'd you do that for? In the same panel as Forge Fire is 
pulling himself out from under subterraneous wrecks in the background. I think uh, Alexa is going to stand up and dust herself off. And then she's just going to blow a big bubble because she's been chewing bubble gum this whole time. And look down at Marinette and be like, you're going to get crushed by your own stupid rock dino thing. Like, do you consider anything before you act? I'm not the one that swept his legs out from under him. I'm not the one that summoned a giant dinosaur in the middle of the city to cause mayhem. I think there's like a panel of just her face as she's considering what you're saying. As like Forge Fire pulls himself to his feet in the background. And then in another panel she says, All right, fair. And then she swings at your face. Cool. Uh, what are you doing as she attempts to knock your lights out? Or Forge Fire, did you have something you would like to do? Um, I would have been heading towards them, but I don't know if I'm there fast enough to defend her. Uh, we can let the dice find out if you'd like. Or feel free to just say that you don't think you'd be able to make it in time. I'm fine with that, too. I don't think that I'm... I think I'm probably not faster if, if, uh, if anything you can do has super speed. I think I probably don't get there in time. Yeah. But I'm heading in that direction. Then how are you responding to this woman trying to punch you, Alexa? I think the like rebar material is just going to flow all the way up my arm to cover the part of my face where she's punching. So she's just going to hit solid metal. Yeah, I think I don't think you really need to roll there. I think she punches and then she like does the shake anger fist thing. She pulls the handles off of her back and is about to use that as a weapon. And before we continue this fight, Odyssey, you have hold of this woman by her arm that has popped out of its socket. And Blue Bomber is telling you through your communicators that you need to not worry about the citizens and go help your teammates. So he will like immediately let go of her look down at her and say, I'm so sorry, and then jump back through the rift, but this time leading towards um, the commotion going on with the Rex. Alright, so did you send her through a rift to safety, or are you leaving her in the bus? He told me to leave her there, so I'm gonna leave her there, and he already, he's already guilty. If he wasn't, he would take it now. Alright, what are you doing as you teleport out to all of the other chaos that's going on? I'd like to assess the situation. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, seven. Alright, on a seven to nine, I believe you get one question from the list. Um, I want to do who here is most vulnerable to me, and then using uh, sharpened eyes, what's the best way past the Rex? to whoever that person that is. Okay, so most vulnerable to you, like, you see Marionette. This is a villain you would be at least passingly familiar with, Mm -hmm. especially as you've been working with Shell. Uh, She doesn't have, like, she's not super strong or anything. She's a fairly decent fighter. She can hold her own. Uh, The main thing, though, is she can manipulate I don't think she can really mind control people, but like she has a lot of influence over people and also can mind control on like non people, but like animals, uh, robots, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she is most vulnerable to you by way of not being a giant stone T Rex. Uh, She would be a lot easier to physically bring down. Okay. The best way past a subterraneous Rex would be if you, like, either take a sort of, like, wide arc around him Mm -hmm. or go over him. Because he is, like, on his side. He's starting to push himself up, but it's gonna take, like, he's not in a very good position to attack right now. He's tiny up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could get over him or around him. Just basically avoid the tail and the jaws. Okay. Gonna take the board and attempt that. The faster of the two going right over him. 
Okay. What sort of like cool trick or like how are you going about doing that? Are you like writing up a conveniently placed like couple of two by fours that make a ramp or? Uh, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Um, finding the nearest ramp like object, trying to oh. use that. To, uh, Is there to one of those, over. um, like the car truck things? The giant trucks that carry the cars, so they got the big ramp on the back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Checking around, finding that, um, using that as a way to try and um, jump over the wrecks. I feel like that's going to be uh, unleashing your powers again. Okay. 14. Oh. All right. You do the hell out of that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Paint me, well, not really paint me a picture, but, like, give me a couple of panels. Like, how do you do that? How do you land? And what are you doing sort of afterwards? Uh, well, he did add a few modifications. So I imagine he, like, leans down just so he can go a little faster and, like, kicks the back of it to give it a little bit of a nitro boost. He's got to avoid some flailing t-rex arms here and there which is not too hard but there's a few shaky moments but he's able to land with a little bit of paint chipped on the back of the hoverboard um on the other side and then starts zooming his way off to the uh, to marionette i think in the panels as you're zooming off uh subterraneous rex has like pushed himself up mm-hmm. and in the way it's framed, it's like in homage to uh, a Jurassic Park with you taking the role of the uh, Jeep mm-hmm. and the T-Rex chasing after you in the background. Oh, God. Forge Fire, what are you doing as you approach uh, anything you can do and her battle against Marionette? Um, so I think I'm, I'm like, I'm feeling very split because I think on one hand, I see this fight happening in front of me and it really looks like any you can do it has it under control. And then I hear the T-Rex behind me and I turn around and I see Odyssey uh, hoverboarding towards us and the T-Rex kind of getting up and, and, and running after, um, and I think that I I kind of like look back and forth trying to figure out which of these two fights is the one that I'm going to be able to help the most with. And I think that I'm going to decide that I am probably more appropriate to fight the T-Rex. And mm-hmm. so there's probably like a moment even where Odyssey and Forgefire cross paths because I'm running in the opposite direction. And I am going to kind of like just wind up and throw a big punch at this dinosaur. All right. So I'm going to ask here, uh, are you thinking more along the lines of like punching the dinosaur or keeping it from getting to Odyssey? I think that my goal is definitely more to protect Odyssey. All right. Roll to defend Odyssey for me. That is a six. That did not go well. Actually, I should have done this a bit ago, but you all have now entered battle against a dangerous foe as a team. So let's throw up some team for you. Uh, who would you all say is the leader in this situation? Probably Odyssey. Yeah. He's the only one to give orders. I'll take it. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Odyssey, you do have influence over everyone, correct? I do. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Odyssey, what is your purpose in this fight? Uh, save the civilians and stop the villains. Uh... Anything you can do? Does what's your purpose in this fight? Uh, I'm gonna stop Marionette and protect people because I'm a goddamn hero. And forge fire. I am going to prevent evil from prevailing. I'm gonna. Yeah, that's close enough. They're all <laughs> like very much in the same vein yeah. there. Uh, does anyone mistrust Odyssey or the rest of the team? Nope. No. No. All right. And I don't think you're ill-prepared or off-balance, but correct me if you feel like you are. I don't think so. No, I think we're pretty good. We're pretty solid. All right. That'll bring you all up to five team in the pool. If anyone would like to help forge fire or if you would like to use it selfishly. You can turn around and help him. Yeah. (laughs) Help me protect you. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, Odyssey, as you see Forge Fire run past you in order to defend you, how are you going to go about helping him? Um, what was he specifically going to do? Was he just going to punch the thing? Yeah. Can I make a suggestion? Okay. You can make, like, uh, portals, right? Mm-hmm. Could you portal me so that instead of punching at this thing at the the T Rex's like stomach, instead I like I I act like I fall through a portal and then come out of a portal higher up so that I punch it in the face? Sure. Okay. I see him heading towards the Rex. I'm like he could probably do better at the head, and I leave him a rift. Uh, so he lands on top of the thing's head. All right. Uh, just as far as like cool framing goes, do you like do that while you're skateboarding and or hoverboarding in the other direction? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Then that will bring you up to a seven, which means you get to pick one from the good list first. Uh, do you want to add a team to the pool, take influence over Odyssey, or clear a condition? Um, I want to add a team to the pool. All right, that will bring you back up to the five you started with. And then would you like to expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? Oh, I definitely want to expose myself to danger. So I think what happens is you go through this rift that Odyssey throws out in front of you. You bring your fist down into this T-Rex's head pretty, pretty damn hard. You see that it starts... Like, there's cracks starting to form along the concrete of its head that start, like, extending down the back of its, like, neck and spine. And let's see. I'm trying to decide what I want to happen here. I think what happens is, like, as you are falling out of the air after the punch connects. I think a subterraneous Rex reaches out with its jaws and clamps them down around your leg and does that thing where it's like not really shaking you in the air, but kind of like moving you back and forth. Yeah. I want to then cut over to uh, Alexa. You're doing battle with Marionette and see all this go down in the background with Forge Fire. What are you going to do? Does Marionette still have any strings connecting her to Subterraneous Rex? Uh, Not any longer, no. No. Okay. Would it be safe to assume that Shell provided us with handcuffs of some sort since we're super cops? Yeah, that you'd have some sort of uh, detainment method. Cool. So as she's swinging at me with her weird marionette puppet string holder thing, I'm going to try and grab her wrist, twist around behind her back and slap her in cuffs so I can go deal with the other problem. Got to do everything around here. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm torn between unleashing your powers and directly engaging. Do you have one that you're sort of leaning towards for that? Um, do you think she's, like, capable of hurting me with her wooden stick thing? You know, not with your metal shield that you've thrown up. I don't think she really is, no. Okay, so then she's probably not really a threat to me, so it's more of an unleash. Yeah, not so much. Cool. Good point. And I have influence over her, so that gives me a plus one for a total of ten. All right, tell me how you go about putting these handcuffs on her. Yeah, so I think what happens is, like, she swings this thing at me, and I, like, bring my arm up, and it just breaks against my metal arm. And I, like, sigh and grab her wrist and, like, do the thing I said, twist to it behind her back to handcuff her. And I'm like, uh, you have the right to remain silent. And probably an attorney or something. I don't know. You probably shouldn't talk to me. Get a lawyer and don't summon T-Rexes in the middle of the city. Go find a park somewhere. And then once she's handcuffed, I'm going to just walk away. (laughs) I think as you do, like she, once she's handcuffed, she kind of like sings down to her knees. She looks over her shoulder at you and says, yeah, it's the location that's the problem with it. Odyssey, what are you doing? You see as Alexa puts Marionette in handcuffs, I'm assuming that Forge Fire probably isn't being quiet as he's flung about the sky in the jaws of a T-Rex. Uh, upon seeing that uh, Marionette's in cuffs, he's like, I guess she's got that handled, and he turns around to go through his own rift before it closes. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, I think you're able to, like, swing around and get through it. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want to do as you have put yourself face-to-face with the T-Rex? Uh, trying to take advantage of my teammates' distraction and hit a vital organ, if I can identify one, with Zeus. I'm going to say that's probably unleashing your powers, just because you said that you're using Zeus to try to, like, pinpoint something important. Yeah. Okay. Rolling with Freak. It's an 11. Okay, so we get, like, a first-person panel as Zeus starts, like, analyzing the various weak points. Uh, Like, I think a targeting reticle goes over, like, where the cracks are starting to form. Mm-hmm. And you hear his voice say, This is where he is most structurally unsound, Master Pereira. Uh, he is going to land uh, reinforced boot first. Try to cause a, uh, crack the spread. Cause the crack to spread. All right. You drive your boot down into this crack. And you feel like as you land into him that like he is tremoring and shaking. Mm-hmm. The cracks start spreading down the back of his spine and across his legs and tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forge fire, what are you doing? This thing is about, it's probably about one good hit from <laughs> going away. But you're not in a great position at the moment. <laughs> no, I am not. Um, so I think that what I want to try to do is, <laughs> I'm like, it's got me by the legs. It's kind of shaking me back and forth a little bit. Um, and so I'm kind of like trying to like, uh, like cr- kind of like do a, a sit up and grab at its, its nostrils. And, and I'm, I want to try to do the thing that, that heroes always do when they're being eaten by T-Rexes, which is like getting inside its mouth and like standing on its lower jaw and pushing up, um, uh, so that it's got me like kind of in its mouth more fully. And I want to just like one more time throw like an uppercut at its like upper palate of the top of its mouth on the inside. All right. Uh, I'm feeling like that's unleashing your powers, maybe. Um, or do you feel like it's more of a directly engage? I was thinking more of a directly engage. Like I'm I'm trying to now punch like I'm just like I'm, pu- I'm throwing a punch unless you think I need to unleash my powers to get into a controlled position. No, I'm just. Trying not to have it be a lot of directly engage over and over, but that makes sense as what you're doing. So yeah, roll to directly yeah. engage a threat for me. Oh no, I rolled a four. Okay, uh, you all do have five team in the pool if you want to dump a whole lot of it. Uh, if not, then I can tell you how that goes poorly for you. I think I would have to use team selfishly to get it up to a seven. Yeah. And I think that I probably wouldn't do that. So, okay. Just for, so, yeah. for context. It is, uh, you're able to get up into the sun's mouth and you start trying to sit up to get inside of its mouth. And it's just going to open its jaws and let you drop down 15 to 20 feet uh, towards the ground. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to have you take a powerful blow here, but I do need you to mark a condition. Can I roll to defend? Try and catch him? Sure, roll to defend if you have a way that you'd be able to. The Just opening up a, a rift so he uh, doesn't have to handle the full fall. It's not going to be good, but we'll, fight, we'll try. <laughs> oh dear. Roll, never mind, I rolled a two. <laughs> okay. Uh, Odyssey, tell me how this goes wrong. Uh... He sees his friend falling, and he's like, oh shit, and tries to open a rift, but the markings flare, and it kind of, uh, is. it looks like a spark, like uh, something, like some kind of electricity messing up. He shakes his hand out, and it just never opens. Okay, uh, in that case, Forgefire, I still need you to mark yeah. your condition, and Odyssey, I'm gonna ask you to mark either Hopeless or Insecure. Good, mark Insecure. And I'm going to mark Hopeless. Right, I'm having a good day. Okay, so uh, anything you can do. What would you do as you see uh, Odyssey attempt to open a rift for Forgefire as he tumbles from the jaws of a T-Rex? Hmm, that's fun. I mean, Forgefire is probably fine. He's sturdy. He's made of solid metal. 
it's less about the the distance and more about the, how uncontrolled it is. So I probably land like on my head. Oh, that's probably not great. Okay, fine. I'll catch Forge Fire. Oh no! Please don't catch me. <laughs> Just, I'm but. very strong. Let me die. He screams. Falling. I think I'm gonna like walk up to where Forge Fire hits the ground and be like, "You okay, buddy?" I don't speak T-Rex. I don't think like we had a misunderstanding. But I might speak T-Rex. Hey, Andy. Yes. I'd like to mark a doom track to activate infinite powers, <laughs> gain telepathy, and communicate with this T-Rex. Okay. Rad. Uh, how does that? Is it just mark a doom track and then you can do uh, it? Infinite powers. Mark your doom track to use an ability from any playbook one time. So I probably glow purple. Probably get the good old-fashioned flashing eye, purple eyes, and reach out telepathically to try and see what's up with this T-Rex. Okay, uh, what are you saying to the uh, giant stone T-Rex? Be like, hey buddy, having a rough day? Uh, give me just a second, I wasn't <laughs> imagining having to do a stone T-Rex voice tonight. <laughs> You brought the T-Rex into the arena. You know, sometimes you look back and things seem obvious, but when you're doing your prep work for the game, you don't think about it. I told you I had every power. You didn't think we were trying to talk to the T-Rex? I didn't think the T-Rex was going to talk back. That's fair. (laughs) To be fair, when you put in, you know, a prehistoric animal, you don't typically expect it to be talking. So you ask Subterraneous Rex if he's having a rough day, and I think he says back, I wasn't until you came along and tried to crack me. Probably not. I'd be like, yeah, that's fair. It's more trying to get you back underground. You seem like you're more comfortable down there than up here. A lot of lights, a lot of noise, all these angry cars honking. This, this world, world is, is a, a developed, developed hellscape. hellscape. Yeah, I totally get that. It's like it hell needs to be raised to the ground. ground. See, that's a little harsh. I think there's plenty of undeveloped space. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? I mean, there's probably of room there. You can stretch your legs, stretch your arms, swing your tail back and forth. I think he like you hear him say back. Uh, actually, before you said you're doing this mentally, so. Alexa's yep. not standing on the ground speaking T-Rex outwardly. <laughs> nope. So yeah, I think you hear him say back, Is, is that, that a place, place that, that is gone untouched by your developments? Um, largely, yes. There's like observation platforms, I think. I've never actually been myself, but I've seen pictures. It's really big and most of it's just desert. So quick check in, what exactly are you trying? Like, do you want him to just like stop attacking? What's your sort of end goal here? I'm trying to figure out what we can do to just get him out of the city where he's causing all this hassle and he's not going to be like cramped up in a cage or something. I'm trying to find a win-win scenario here. <laughs> that sounds like you're uh, trying to pierce his mask, maybe. It does. I got a one. Oh, no. I think he says, you cannot cannot simply simply drive drive me out from the the place place I call home. home. And he turns to, like, swing his tail and swatch you. Before he does, though, like, as you brace for that impact, the impact doesn't come. And you open your eyes from flinching and see that the blue bomber has caught the tail before it smacks into you. He, for those that don't know or don't remember, is basically a... Think Iron Man as a teenager. His uh, power armor looks similar to like a cross between Iron Man and the uh, Power Rangers movie armor that came out a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh It is blue and silver. Uh, He has the BB Tech logo emblazoned in his chest because he is a BB Tech employee, but because BB Tech has worked with Shell recently to uh, provide the Baxter bots that have taken over uh, security of the city, that makes him a team member of yours. He looks over his shoulder and says, 
Didn't think I'd have to get involved in this one, but, uh, usually talking to an animal isn't the best way to go about this. Really? Because I have to talk to you all the time. <laughs> Shit. Oh, you're so funny. Any Wait. assistance is appreciated, Blue. We're having a bad day. Well, speak for yourself. I'm doing great today. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's going on with Odyssey on top of this dinosaur as Blue Bomber has sweeped in to stop Alexa from being yeeted away by this tail? Uh, what's his name? Fire. I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Fire. Oh, there you go. Uh, is was he still in the thing's mouth? No, I'm on the ground now. Okay, sorry. It's very late. He's still going to try and uh, hit it one more time in the crack just to try and take it out and then teleport down, back down to the ground. So he's uh, hitting it in the same spot. All right. Uh, That is probably going to be directly engaging a threat again. Yep. Hey, this is my first time rolling it. Oh, I rolled poorly. That's a four. (laughs) No. Oh, no. So, I think what happens... How is it that you're trying to hit it in the back? Or in the crack? He was literally just, like, reaching down to try and punch into the the crack. As you do, like, your fist makes contact with the crack. Mm -hmm. And Subterraneous Rex does indeed come to pieces underneath you. But not in the way that you were expecting... Mm-hmm. He, like, the way he works is it's sort of like uh, Clayface from Batman. Mm-hmm. So he sort of dissipates and melds back down into the ground to disappear. And Odyssey, you feel yourself, like, falling through the air. Mm-hmm. You, well, I'll leave it up to you. Are you using portals to keep yourself from falling, or do you just kind of, like, into the ground. He'll try and call the the board back and see if he can stabilize himself that way. Because he right. absolutely hooked that up to Zeus. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, you managed to do so, and like you land on the board fairly easily. It does bring you down close to where Blue Bomber is at, though. Mm-hmm. He looks between Alexa and you and Forge Fire. And just kind of shakes his head and says, All these months we've had training, and this is the best you all can do? Having a bad day, man. Alexa's gonna scratch her nose with her middle finger. (laughs) Yeah, Nico, we all have bad days. You know what happens when we have bad days? People die. Yeah. Forge Fire would sort of uh, sigh a little bit and say, You're right, I made a grave error a superhero should never hesitate and i stopped and tried to communicate with the dinosaur should have known that that would have been uh, a futile effort uh and people got hurt because i i wasn't a hero today oh don't let blue blowhard get to you forge fire you were great he's the one who stood back and did nothing until he could swoop in at the end and steal all the credit I was off dealing with other issues, and in case you haven't noticed, the city's gone recently to shit. I'm attempting to reinstate some law and order around here. We get it, Blue. We'll do better. Oh, I didn't know you could say that without the thunk-thunk sound. <laughs> Try to be civil. Next time, we will all be better heroes. Yeah, make sure you do. And I think... Well, no, he's not an adult, so he doesn't have influence over you all. Unless... Do any of you think that he would have influence over you as a more experienced shell officer? I think so, yes. Probably. He's a Baxter lackey. Fuck him. (laughs) Is he on our team? Yeah, he is not officially on your team, but he's one of the, like, not higher ups. He's like a step above you in the... Yeah, okay. I think he would still have... I think he would have influence over me. Okay. Uh, In that case, the two of you that he has influence over, he's going to try to uh, shift your labels. He wants to raise your superior and lower your danger. Okay. I will accept that. I will also accept that. Okay. He is turning and, like, starting to walk off back towards... Yeah, I think he's going probably back towards the Baxter building. 
that has been rebuilt in the last several months. What's going on with the three of you? Uh, do you all follow after him? Do you do your own thing? Do you all have anything you want to say or do? I would probably, as soon as he walks off and is like out of earshot, um, I would turn to Odyssey and say, we may not have all been great heroes today, but you were a fantastic, you made an, a, fa- a fantastic attempt at being a hero. Those, those portals, uh, those rifts are, they are unique and they allow you to, to maneuver all over the battlefield. You were able to save the people in the bus and then rejoin the fight quickly. That is what makes you a unique and and uh, useful uh, member of our team. And I am trying to comfort and support by telling them what makes them unique. You can't. Oh, okay. Uh, spe- specifically, um, because the Nomad has a fun mm-hmm. way of dealing with influence. So you, I actually cannot be comforted or supported. Well. Oh, no. Then- you have no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Okay, so what's that what's Odyssey's reaction to that? He's just gonna have to it just doesn't do anything. Yeah, it just it just yeah, it says if you've given out zero oh, influence. It gives zero influence. Still... Someone tries to comfort or support you, you cannot open up to them. Um So I can still do it, you just can't you can still up. roll. And if you yeah. get a ten plus you get to clear condition, but not Odyssey. Yeah. So you can still try it. I just it We'll roll off. It's not going to go well. Um, <laughs> I think it'll go great. Okay. So, well, I have a move that lets me do that because I told you what was makes you uni- unique. So mm-hmm. I can roll. I can comfort and support with freak instead of mundane. Oh, uh, Andy, I had five potentials. So I just took a, an ability. Cool. I missed anyway. Hell oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> really We're doing was, great, T. <laughs> there was no way I was going to come out of this out marking a condition or something bad happening. So. Uh, he's like, thanks for the encouragement, Forge, but I didn't save the people on the bus. I fucked up. Forge Fire, can I suggest maybe uh, guilty there as you see how your words affect Odyssey? Oh, I think that's a good idea. Um, oh, actually, there is something that I can do here. Um, I would like to... This one's really mean. I'm going to share a vulnerability or weakness with him and say... Um, I had a really bad experience in the past, uh, and it reminded me of that. Um, so I wasn't able to do it. Unfortunately, Blue had to come in and save me with that one, too. Uh, so I will give you influence over me, but I also have to mark a condition. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm going to take hopeless, but I oh, also no. mark potential. So you have influence over me. Okay, cool. I mean, not cool, because no, of it's all really bad. Conditions. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's it's fine. only five it's really, conditions. Yeah. It's the best way to be. Hey, you can you can cover support me now. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's going on with Alexa? As the three of you are sort of left to your own devices. I think while they're having that touching private moment, Alexa's gonna like look back over to where she left Marionette and see if the cops had come for her yet or something. Yeah, as you look over, there's, like, a couple of Baxter bots that have come in and started, like, the routine of processing her and, like, loading her up to take off to whatever our equivalent of the Raft or Arkham Asylum is, this city. I don't think we've named that yet. Great. Um, Seeing that they're Baxter bots, she's going to promptly turn around and be like, So, team! Successful day. We saved everyone, defeated the dinosaur that was very set on destroying everything for some reason. Grumpy guy. How about we go celebrate with pizza? I'm starving and I got a migraine. Yeah, that sounds fun. I definitely eat pizza. (laughs) You can try it, buddy. You'll like it. It's piping hot, just like you. (laughs) I think... As we end this issue, the three of you, I like the idea of like a panel of like the three of you from behind as you're like walking off towards whatever pizza place you're heading off to. Does anybody have any last lines they'd like to get in? Would that count as uh, clearing hopeless? 
Uh, what is the thing to clear hopeless? Fling your se- yourself into easy relief. Yeah, I'd say that'll count. Nice. I think as we're walking away, uh, anything you can do, I can do better. As a speech bubble, that's like, Blue said he'd totally handle all the paperwork, right? He seems <laughs> like the kind of a guy to like that stuff. Even if he didn't, he's going to now. Perfect. I think we get one last panel of Odyssey. You've got a phone, right? Yes. I think we get a panel of, like, your phone in your pocket as it vibrates. Mm-hmm. And we see that it has one new text message from... What do you have Blue Bomber saved in your phone, ass? Uh, what? Did we ever learn his real name? I imagine so. I think all you know is that his first name is Billy. I think I'll have it saved as just Blue. Okay. You have one text from Blue, and it just says, We need to talk when you get time. And that's the last panel of our issue. If you liked what you heard, the best way to let us know is on Twitter at TTRPG Roulette. Or leaving us a review on your podcatcher of choice. If you do leave us a review, let us know so we can give you a shout out in a future episode. You can also support us financially on Patreon at patreon.com slash TTRPG Roulette. There, you can get access to bonus content such as character creation episodes, blooper reels, an art gallery, and much more. Our music was created by Neil Martin, who you can find on Twitter at Bardic Martin. Our logo was created by Lee, who you can find on Twitter at The Law of Names or on his Masks AP Otherwear. We want to give a very special shout out to our patrons, including Landon Cornell, MC of Shadows of St. Fleur, Reed, Dusty, Silva, Vanessa Haas, Zeke, Gnome, and Daniel. Hello world, we're Big Gay Nerds, the LGBT plus RPG podcast. BGN is a bunch of queer friends who want an excuse to play tabletop games and share the fun with you. And because we regularly jump between systems and parties, we have a little bit of everything. We have one-shots, we have campaigns. We have supernatural college drama and supernatural college academia. We have dungeons and we have dragons. We have the tragedy of GJ237B. We have Waiting for Godot, the role-playing game. We have gloom punk criminals. We have mecha diplomats. We have a diceless gm soulsborn lore simulator. And we have maids. And, and we're, we're making, making it all gay. You can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, follow at Big Gay Nerdscast on Twitter, and hang out with us in our BGN fan club Discord server.